No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers that you need to help you invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. Hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Well, Brian, this past week, the Republicans had their chance. Of course, we have seen the Democrats' convention and the Republican convention, and it is all over except for a little mudslinging here until we get to Election Day in November, and then, of course, comes Swearing-In Day in January. Historically, if we look back at election years, Brian, can we take anything away from history insofar as how the market is going to perform up till Election Day and then between Election Day and Swearing-In Day? Well, I would say yes and no. On the no side, I'm going to say past performance is no indication of future. (laughs) My little disclaimer there, and these are just, I'll I'll throw some stats out there and some opinions. I'm not going to prognosticate the direction of the market. I don't know who's going to be elected, and there's a lot of other factors, of course, that go into that, and I want to talk a little bit about that. But one uh, statistic is that 17 of the past 23 elections, or 73 quarters of the time, it was positive in the year of the election with an average annual rate a return of 7% for the S&P 500. Okay, now the two calendar years following an election tended to be slightly less positive. So I know that you have had some panickers here in the last week or so, and those panickers have said, what's going to happen if Trump's elected? And another panicker asked, what's going to happen if Joe Biden becomes president? What was your answer to both of those people? Yeah, that question is coming up more and more, and uh, it's interesting because, you know, whether you're far right or far left in political, both are worried about the election. It was kind of interesting because one person was calling in and saying, oh, 
I think I better load up on physical gold or silver, you know, to buy bread if Trump gets elected. I'm like, oh, if he gets elected? I, I thought it was going to go the other way if he doesn't get elected, you know, because I've had those conversations too. So, you know, everybody worries about this stuff. And, and I think uh, this is a good topic to go over because it's on people's minds. What's going to happen in the market? Now, if we look back, you know, some more stats that the third calendar year after an election has been the most fruitful historically, and it's been in positive territory 82% of the time with an average return of 13.7. So it occurs to me, well, let's see, most of the time, three quarters of the time, it's up in the year of election. Same with the second year. The third year, it's up more than 80% of the time historically. I think the trend is that markets are up most all the time. And, you know, that's essentially true. Now, so the statistic on that is that one third of the time, the market does not do well. Okay, it, it, it does a return of less than 1%, a third of all years, dating back 100 years. So the S P 500 and its equivalent, that's the case, which means two thirds of the years, it's up. So it's kind of, a, there is a current to the market. There is a current upward. And sometimes it goes backwards, but generally it recovers from that. Well, it always has. I mean, I share with people on this show all the time. I remember when the Dow was 1,000, and now it's 27, 28, you know, 1,000. Well, that, that is a directional thing. So there is a current there. It's not always consistently up every year. However, over time it is. Any rolling, you know, 20-year average is very, very, very positive. And so timing can, can play a piece of this. So I do want to talk a little bit, though, about what we might be able to expect in the short term. Trump was elected. We saw a tax cut to corporations. And the market had its normal gains and so forth. But it also had a 15 to 20 percent bump on top of that, I would say. And I'm going to attribute that to the corporate tax cut. Because the corporate tax cut dropped the rates from about 34% to about 21% for corporations, meaning many of them were able to add significant profitability to their bottom line. When your profitability goes up, so does your valuation of your company. Because you're keeping more money. Businesses are in business to make money. If they make money or are projected to make money, their stock price tends to go up. That's what, they, that's what this is all about. It's about investing in companies that make money. So when legislation is passed to improve the company's ability to make and retain money, profit, the value goes up and we saw a booming stock market. Now the reverse can happen. We could see a reversal. If Democrats get in and control the Senate, we're likely to see that those tax cuts will be thrown out and maybe even beyond that. But let's just say they reverse. I would say that it would make, you know, theoretic sense that we would see a drop of maybe 15% from a tax cut in the market because I saw it go up 15% when we got the tax cut and I could see it go down when it's taken away. That would make sense to me. Now, that doesn't mean that it will stay there. Markets tend to go up. So we have to offset that against the possibility that markets are going to go up anyway because companies are always making profit. And the final point on that, long-winded answer here, Jeff, to your question, is that very often, that first year out, markets are up because a majority of the American states believed in the president that they voted for. And so they're happy and they feel good. 
and they go out and invest or do their thing. So there probably is some method of the madness there that if a somebody with 12% of the vote got in, well, yeah, everybody's unhappy. But when somebody with you know, more than half the states get in, talking electoral college vote here, for all you folks that say, what about the <laughs> last election? You know, what, da, da. But, you know, when people are generally positive. And so that bodes well for the market, too. Brian, as you said, you remember when the Dow was 1,000 and now it is in the high 20,000s. We've seen 30,000 in the last nine months or so. And in that period of time, there have been liberal administrations, there have been conservative administrations, but the Dow continued to climb. If Mr. Biden is successful in his presidential bid, do you see that there's going to be a significant change in the market in the beginning or in four to six months or so, do you think that things will stabilize? We'll be right back to where we were. Well, that's another good question because the stats, you know, my favorite book in college was How to Lie with Statistics. So I'm looking at a statistic here that says the S&P has averaged 57% under Democratic presidential administrations for the four years and just 17% under Republicans. Okay, well, now you're saying, well, if Democrats get in, it must be better. I'm saying, well, wait a second, because some of that stuff t- was timed with, oh, 9-11 or World War II or Great Depression or... or uh, you know, the banking crisis Bush had to deal with or, or whatever. So in the COVID, so there's a lot of external factors there. But the other thing that occurred to me is I'm reading this stat of Democrats and Republicans. Now we just, you know, we recently lost Slade Gordon and I thought back, okay, he beat Warren Magnuson, uh, Scoop Jackson, oh, Democrats, Magnuson and, and Jackson, but I'm thinking, well, they aren't the same Democrats we have now. So I'm looking at the stack going, do we have a Democratic Party like we used to have? Well, clearly not. It is very changed from where it was. So I might say we almost have to start a brand new stat here with the uh, new Democratic Party. It's certainly moved to the left. And many of the policies that I'm hearing about are, will be devastating for businesses. And so, you know, increase of taxes is not a good long-term plan for prosperity. And so I am concerned about that. Whereas I can look at these historical facts and figures, again, I'm not sure I'm comparing apples to apples. You know, the squad and and the policies and, you know, Kamala Harris, what she's saying out there, is not the same speech I would hear from a Scoop Jackson or a Warren Magnuson. Brian, you said that you have had calls from panickers and, you know, it's only human emotion for people to panic. But panic is really not something that you want to do. The best decisions are based on fact and data. Being that we don't have a lot of forward-looking data at this point, what should someone do if they're concerned about their investments going into this election year? Should they go ahead and try to make some moves that they think will be the best moves? Or should they just hold pat, wait to see what happens? Well, 90% of the people that I see for the first time when we do their financial plan have all of their investable assets and retirement assets and stocks and bonds, probably about 90%. So if you're concerned, why do you have all your money in stocks and bonds? So that would be my first, my first you know, comeback there, is when we do a financial plan, we look at alternatives to the market. And all the eggs in one basket is good if you don't worry about risk. Most people worry about risk, especially as they're in or near retirement or planning for retirement. And so why not take some risk off? And so that's, that's one area that's huge. Do the financial planning now 
And don't just, you know, bury your head in the sand and hope things go well for your, your stock and bond portfolio. Because I would also point out that most, I'd say well over 50% of the people I talked to the first time, really don't even know their breakdown. Okay, I'm in stocks and bonds. Yeah, about what percentage you have in each? And they just look at me, I, I have no idea. I think I'm invested, I've said this a million times on the show, I think I'm invested in Vanguard. Well, no, Vanguard's a privately held company. Oh, I have some money invested in Fidelity. Nope, privately held company. You don't invest in these companies, they're just custodians. They're just custodians. They're, they, you're not investing in them. What do you own? I uh, don't really know. I think I own some stocks and bonds. That's about all I know. And so that's probably not a good plan because we're planning your entire life and maybe your legacy. And if something happens to you, your, your spouse's life, I think it deserves some attention. And that's uh, what we're trying to, that's why I do this show. I want to give your portfolio the attention it deserves, options, uh, plans, advice, move the assets to where it needs to be so that if the market goes down, you don't have all your eggs. You go, well, okay, I, I knew that that could happen in the short term, but I should be fine because all my other stuff's okay. That you have a plan that you're not devastated. You're just annoyed by a drop in the market. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, a Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And once again, you know if you listen to this program regularly that you can get a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation financial plan from the advisors here at Madrona Financial. To get yours requested, call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request yours online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough. But with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call 
Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the presidential election and how that may affect the economy. Brian, the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that President Trump implemented is scheduled to sunset. I think it's around 2025 or so. Now, if he's successful, of course, that act will continue. If he's not successful, Mr. Biden becomes president. Do you see that that act is going to end a lot sooner than it is later? Oh, I think there would be a lot of changes. But the bottom line is, regardless of which act is put into place and if it's replaced by something else, I think that the bigger question is, what does this mean for the national debt? Because that ship has sailed. You know, the debt is over $24 trillion now and could soon rise to 130 140% of gross domestic product. Last year is about 100% of gross domestic product. So if we think about the entire history of this country, that we're going to increase all of our debt by a third in a year, (laughs) that's just, that's phenomenal. That's just unfathomable. So, and and we, we, what's interesting about that, the CARES Act alone is costing over two trillion, this version of all the different things that they're doing. This particular one is two trillion. People, okay, two, that's not so many. That's the entire value of the most valuable company in the history of the world, which is Apple, is $2 trillion. So basically, this year, they've taken all the most biggest successful companies, the entire 100% value of Apple and Microsoft and Amazon, and said, we're going to suck this out of the economy or, or put, the, you know, put the future generation into this amount of debt. I mean, there isn't that much money in the world <laughs> at some point to where you can even come up with a plan to say, let alone paying it back, how do we even stop the increases? Because it's just monopoly money to politicians right now. You know, they want to look good. They want to get reelected. One of the stats about reelection that I would guess that Donald Trump has read is that when the incumbent party, when the stock market went up three months before the election, they win 87% of the time. So really, it's about propping up the market right now. You know, it's, that's going to be a good thing for the politician that wants to be reelected. And one way to prop it up is to have the Fed pump trillions of dollars into the economy. So there's no question this stuff is going to get done. Now, both sides want the same. They want to pump this money in because they, they both, you know, want to uh, use the political fodder from this for their own benefits. But the bottom line is this is going to be devastating to the next generation. There's just there's so much money and we we shouldn't just look at oh it's just 24 trillion it's just two two more or three more here. Those are big deals. Those are big big numbers and I don't know where that money's supposed to come from someday. Brian, if we're 22 24 trillion dollars in debt as you said, I mean what happens if we do not make a dent in this debt? I mean, can we kick that can down the road indefinitely? It's not like there's some collection agency that the United States of America will be turned over to. I mean, what happens if we don't make any dent in this debt and we just continue to pile on more indefinitely? Well, think of it this way. You got a household and you got a couple people working and they're each making 30,000 a year. Okay, they're making 60 grand and 
and, and they got some credit card debt, a mortgage and a car payment. And then uh, the credit card debt's, you know, a thousand a month. And they're able to somehow pay that. Well, a year goes by and they really weren't watching it. Now it's 2000 a month. Ugh, we're, we're really scrimping now. We, we got to borrow some money to pay off that other credit card. Well, now it's 3000 a month. And now it's 4000 a month. And now it's 5000 Now it's 6000 You know, the, when I say it's 100% of GDP, I'm essentially saying that the government, if it made sixty grand a year, it's spending and borrowing that much. I mean, it's, it's borrowed that much. So it's like, wow, okay. If that number keeps going up and up and up, there comes a point where you just can't make the payment anymore. And maybe you're paying interest only now. Okay, we won't pay any principal. We'll just pay the interest. And the years go by, and all of a sudden your interest payments are greater than the amount of money you have to spend, your tax revenues. And so that, that is the fear. At that point, you declare bankruptcy, okay? If a government declares bankruptcy, your currency is worthless. And so there is a fear of mine that, and it's not gonna happen in the next five or 10 or 15 years, but there's a fear of mine that my kids are gonna be faced with some tough choices. Uh, their generation is certainly gonna be faced with some tough choices to where you know, what happens if interest rates go up on a $60 trillion debt and the interest on the national debt is more than all of the revenues of the government? Well, they have to confiscate assets or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't want to be <laughs> the rain, raining on everybody's parade, but we need to talk about this now before it gets too out of control. Ryan, Mr. Biden has some changes that he says that he will make if he is elected president, and this relates to that $22 trillion in debt. Among the things that he is proposing to do is, of course, taxing high-income earners a bit more, elimination of step-up in bases, raises in capital gains taxes. If you have that much debt, can really taxing high-income earners more really make that much of a difference in that debt? No. No, it cannot. And frankly, as I've said on the show before, people that make a lot of money very often are pretty astute or they have astute advisors and they're going to move their money. They're going to move their assets. They're going to move where they make their their income uh, or they're just going to say it isn't worth it at some point. And so, yeah, even if you tax the the 1% at 100%, you don't balance the budget. And so it's kind of silly to just say, over and over and over. Oh, I know how we'll get Medicare for all. We'll just tax the rich. Oh, uh, you know, free college. Yeah, let's tax the rich. Oh, pay back the debt. Uh, let, let me think. What should we do? Oh, let's tax the rich. <laughs> you know, a Green New Deal. Um, what should we do? Oh, yeah, I got an idea. It's brilliant. Let's tax the rich. You can't tax the same thing 10 times over. <laughs> you just can't do that. So it's silly to do that. It sounds good. Oh, yeah, tax the rich. I'm not rich. I'll vote for you. But that's, you know, that's killing the goose that lays the golden eggs. You can't take money from the, the people that create the jobs and create the, the businesses, take the risks, the entrepreneurs of the world. You can't just take their money and confiscate it through wealth tax and confiscate their income through an income tax. They're not able to hire people. They're not able to expand. They won't want to. They won't want to here anyway. And so that, that has a lot of issues with it when you keep going back to the same place, the same old, I think we'll just tax the rich some more. 
So that, that just doesn't seem like a, a well-thought-out solution to me. So, Brian, we obviously have a problem here with the national debt, and we've talked a little bit about how that affects the average, everyday consumer. So I know you don't have a crystal ball. At least we don't have one that actually works here. We don't have one of those magic eight balls or anything like that. So what do you think the answer is? How do we right this economic ship so that it benefits everyone? Well, that would take, I believe it would take kind of the old political system where we had Democrats and Republicans that would talk to each other and were reasonable and would come up with solutions together that could compromise on things that really look at efficiencies. I think government has to be run like a business more, not just kind of the way it it has been. Now, I was hopeful when Trump came in, he'd run it like a business. I'm not really seeing that in the ways I wanted to see it in that we don't have any working with other people really going on. It's, it's gone too political. You're either with me or against me kind of thing. So I, I'm struggling with that a little bit. Don't want to get political on this show. It's just, you know, I don't think anybody would argue that uh, both sides are not very willing to compromise for the most part from what we've seen. And so, there, I don't know, it's, it's going to take a lot of efficiencies, I think, uh, be brought in. I, I hope someday that, you know, like I said, if, if the government was treated more like a business and, and businesses have to be efficient to, to uh, survive, that we could start to address some of the issues, some of the waste, some of the allocate funds more appropriately instead of just allocating them based upon, you know, which district you're representing or which party you're with. So I kind of see that as an issue right now. If you would like to prepare your finances for whatever happens, once again, a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan is yours by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. No cost, no obligation, as we have said. It's a chance for you to get the financial advisors here at Madrona Financial Services to take a look at your plan. If you've already got one, if you don't have one, there's no time like the present to get one. Once again, no reason not to call 844-MADRONA. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more right after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. 
It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about tax minimization for the long term. And Brian, before we get to that, we were talking off the air here during the break about the people who have actually lost out. Can you tell the listeners what you told me? Yeah, basically, you know, there was some doom and gloom (laughs) talking about the the debt and so forth. But uh, the reality is the only people that are really kicking themselves right now probably are people that were uninvested. Throughout all these things that we've had in the last 20 years or so, dot-com, 9-11, recession, 2008 banking crisis, COVID, what's the one common theme? Markets go up. (laughs) They do. They just go up. Again, every 15, 20-year rolling average, markets are way up. You can't find one that isn't. And so being invested is important. Now, short run, okay, that's, that's a different topic. But long-term, being invested, whether it's in your real estate, whether it's in your stock market, whether it's growing a a lifetime cash flow annuity, uh, deferring that into the future, whether it's probably your business or profession, your ability to make money, all these things tend to go up. And so being invested is the critical piece to investing, (laughs) is to be in the game so you can win the game. And and, uh, people tend to win if they're in this game. So, you know, we're, we're on here to t- kind of tweak how we look at that thing and how we can balance things like growth with other, with other attributes such as cash flow, such as security, such as liquidity, and income tax savings. So in this segment, we're going to be talking about income tax savings. Brian, let's talk about tax minimization for the long term. With a growing national debt, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expiring in a couple of years, it's worth considering your future tax burdens. How will you take advantage of historic lows? So why should you consider a long-term tax minimization strategy? Well, I think that uh, one of the questions I get asked over and over and over is, what's going to happen? You know, we, we talked about the debt on this show. Okay. Uh, they got to raise taxes, right? Yeah, I, I kind of suspect that's going to happen. I don't know if it'll be in a year from now or five years from now or nine years from now. But kind of do the math. You, you got to raise taxes substantially at some point. And, you know, the government's going to probably do that. Since we already know that today, why don't we take steps right now to say, well, maybe I should consider things I can do today when tax brackets are maybe at historical lows for the rest of my life. Maybe I should do something about that now, knowing what I think is going to happen. Now, if you don't think tax rates are going to ever going to go up, don't worry about it. If you think they're going to go down, well, then you probably have some strategies you want to do for that, too. You want to defer your taxes into lower rates in the future. 
And often they are going to go down because, you know, maybe you're making a lot of money now, but in retirement, you don't plan to have a lot of taxable income and you think rates will be down. So we talk about deferral. If you think in retirement, your rate's going to be up and they're going to raise the rates and you're going to have really good taxable income, high taxable income in retirement, you probably don't want to defer. You might recognize something now or put it into to, uh, products that create tax-free income in the future. So it all depends on your specific situation. There's no one answer for everybody on this. So higher taxes certainly is a foregone conclusion. We all think that taxes are going to go up. Well, most of us do. I know when you asked in those seminars whether taxes were going to go up, everybody raised their hand. Every once in a while, there'd be one person who would raise their hand because they didn't think taxes were going to go up. But more or less, everybody thought taxes were going to go up. So we're in a historically low tax situation right now. How how should we take advantage of these historical lows? What are some of the tools that we can use? Yeah, I, well, it's funny you mentioned that. I've only had one person say that they thought tax rates were not going to go up in the future in all of my seminars I've ever given. And that was pre-COVID. So I bet even he's converted over. I bet he, but I bet that, he is. <laughs> yeah. But I am talking about the top tax brackets. I'm not talking about what they might be if your taxable income is under $100,000. That could be a totally different thing. That could be low. That could be high. I, we don't know. But what I'm talking about is certainly anything above maybe, well, I'll just pick a number, above $200,000 of taxable income in a year, pretty much I would bet all my assets that rates will have to go up in my lifetime for people that make that kind of money, especially in retirement. And so, you know, and then there's that middle ground. I just don't know. So it is a case-by-case thing, but certainly top rates or even higher income people, probably anybody over 100000 I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, it's got to come from somewhere, and you can't get it from people that make 40000 a year. you got to get it from people that make a hundred or more, and so those are the people that will really be affected by this. So maybe that's not you, but maybe it is, and that's why we want to talk about that. So one of the ways that we can say, all right, no matter what tax rates do in the future or where they draw that line, maybe it's not 100, maybe it's 60, I don't know. But wherever they draw that line to jack up the rates to help pay for some of this stuff, I don't want to be part of that. So maybe I'll pay my taxes now through a Roth conversion. And uh, so I'll take some of my IRA money and put it into a Roth and I'm unlimited amount I can do with that, but I'm volunteering tax. Now, if you're in the year where you're going to retire towards the end of the year, I'm saying don't probably do that. You're already in your high, a higher bracket. But maybe the year following, you're saying, well, I don't really have much taxable income in that year. Uh, my Social Security hasn't kicked in, my annuities, uh, maybe I have a pension, maybe not. My investment is mostly just growth. I don't have a lot of dividends or interest or rental income, whatever. And I have a lot of room at the 12% bracket. So I would suggest, okay, let's take a look at your tax return project out the income for the upcoming year after retirement, and let's max out, max out that uh, 12% bracket with a Roth conversion. Then the next step is, what do you think about the 22% bracket versus what you think you're going to pay in retirement? And if you think it's going to be much higher in retirement, well, maybe we max out that bracket too. So there's different things we look at. You know, That's where I involve my CPAs, and we do these computations. We have a discussion about it. We do a financial plan. We look at what we think your taxable income is going to be down the road. 
And with all this data, we can answer that question. I don't see how anybody can answer this question without a full financial plan and a CPA in the room, but that's how we do it. So once again, to get that plan, of course, it's 844-MADRONA. And for those people who do not know, of course, with a Roth IRA, you pay tax on the contributions and not on the distribution. So paying tax in this lower environment very well may be a good thing for you because we think that when these monies are distributed, the tax bracket may be indeed a lot higher. Talking about tax minimization for the long term, Brian, what are some of the strategies for those who own property? Yeah, the property, there's there's a couple. I mean, one is you can keep your property until you pass away. And then uh, in a community property state like Washington is, we're one of nine, we get double step up in basis. So let's say that husband and wife bought some rental houses in Seattle and they paid 25 grand a piece way back when and now they're worth a million each. And you're going, huh, if we sell them, we got an almost $2 million gain. Uh, we don't want that. Tell you what, we're just going to keep them, keep renting them out and, and until I pass away. And then, uh, sweetie, when, when I pass away, why don't you sell the houses? Because I know that once I pass away, that old basis that's been depreciated down to maybe $10,000 a house, is going to be stepped up to a million. And if I have a million dollar basis and you sell a house for a million dollars, you have no no gain. So I've eliminated the $2 million of gains on our two houses. And so that might be a plan. And that would be that would be fine. But other people say, well, I like that step up in basis, but I really don't want to be a landlord into my 80s. And I sure don't want to be in Seattle being a landlord there. And I'm totally worried about that and you should be you know in my opinion and so you say i want to sell them but i don't want to pay the tax what can i do well you can sell them and buy another piece of investment real estate somewhere okay that doesn't really solve the problem of you not wanting to be a landlord or you can do a delaware statutory trust of course we talk about on the show a lot where you sell it do a 1031 exchange you have to hire a qualified intermediary before you do it and you have to be an accredited investor, at least a million dollars net worth outside of your principal residence. So in this case, if they did a 1031 exchange and did DSTs, they could sell two million of houses and reinvest the two million in a diversified group of Delaware statutory trusts, uh, passive real estate, then they'll still get their rental income, they'll still own real estate, they just pay no taxes and they don't, don't have to be a landlord. Then when one of them passes away, the DSTs get a step up in basis, so that $2 million of taxable income goes away permanently. And the final way you can do it, you can do an opportunity zone. However, with real estate, opportunity zones do not create a tax-free situation. They defer your tax, so you will pay the tax at future rates. So I highly discourage that in virtually every situation regarding real estate, You may want to look at an opportunity zone if you're selling some other gain asset, such as a stock or your business. Those are two areas that you might look at an opportunity zone because you can't do a Section 1031 real estate exchange with stock or businesses. 
You're listening to Brian Evans with Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you want to combine the expertise of financial planners with that of certified public accountants, you can do that here at Madrona. You can get your plan that will incorporate those two by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, and of course, online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take another break. Be right back with more after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. One of the interesting things I've noticed about many of my meetings with people that are in retirement or pre-retirement typically is that they are a lot better off than they ever anticipated they would be. And what I mean by that is if you look over the last decade or, or even several decades, we've had a stock market. I remember the Dow at 1000 and now look where it's at. I remember when houses were in the teens, 20s or 30s of thousands of dollars. And now, of course, those days are gone. Businesses have succeeded in this area. People have done well. Maybe they did a lot better than they thought. So we're finding people that thought, well, maybe someday I'll have my house paid off and maybe I'll squeak by in retirement on my social security and live a simple life. Now they're getting their financial plan done. They're going, I'm worth how many millions of dollars? I've got my real estate and these rentals I bought, put a little sweat equity into, gone how, how much? They're looking at their stock market portfolios and and everything else, they're going, wow, I never envisioned this happening in my life. And it kind of hits them between the eyes because they go, you know, in retirement, my taxable income is going to be potentially higher than it was, especially after required minimum distributions kick in, higher than it was when I was working. And I'm concerned about increases in tax rates and I want to have a legacy plan and I need to do some planning I never thought I would need to do. So you might be looking at your portfolio going, yep, that sounds like me. I'm way better off than I ever thought I would. Give us a call, have a financial plan done. They're free and let us help you resolve some of the issues that you're going to And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, Investments, Retirement, Taxes, and Legacy, madronafinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Madrona Financial Services is proud to announce the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement, Retirement Strategies for Everyday Life. The brand new 2020 edition empowers your retirement knowledge to guide you on retirement investing, annuities, and passive real estate investing, as well as information for the high net worth investor. You can download your free copy today by visiting madronafinancial.com. To help prepare for a prosperous retirement, get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement today by visiting madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about estate planning hurdles and solutions. And Brian, the SECURE Act may have made your estate plan just a little less secure for your heirs. Do you need to update your estate plan? So let's talk about how the SECURE Act has affected your estate plan. I understand that it can have some significant effects on estate planning. Well, it can. And I would say, though, about half the people out there, it didn't affect it. And I'll tell you why. Because half the people I talk to don't have an estate plan. They don't have a will. (laughs) They don't have a living trust. 
They uh, know they need it, and they haven't done it yet. And so I would suggest that the half of the people that are listening right now that say, yeah, that's me, that you make that a priority. Maybe uh, over the next 30 days, you decide, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 days to get this process rolling to where I have an estate plan. So I have a will or living trust. I have a durable power of attorney. I have a health care directive. I've thought about my legacy plan. I've thought about my spouse. I've thought about who and where assets should go to in different scenarios and what that looks like. So I just encourage half of you, don't be embarrassed because it's half. I mean, it's fully half. So don't be embarrassed that you're just one of the one out of two that doesn't have this and, and make a plan to get it done in the next 30 days. Brian, you do a lot of estate planning here at Madrona Financial Services as part of the plans that you do for people. As you said, half of people don't even have a will or a trust. Those people who do have wills, though, I understand, at least you've told me in the past, that you've had people bring in a will. And as you said, it looks like the Declaration of Independence, it's that old. Yeah, it can get a little dated. You know, time flies. Yeah. One day you're 25, and on the next day you're sitting here doing a radio show with Jeff Shade, and you're going, what happened in this last 30 yeah. years of my life? So, uh, you know, time flies. And so, yeah. Uh, and again, don't be embarrassed by that. It's just, it just is. So do something about it. And think about things in the future. It's okay to do. I mean, that's, that's that, you know, you spent your whole life working hard. Don't, don't let things go awry within a year after you pass away and, and basically undo all that hard work you spent all those thousands and tens of thousands of hours working hard and then it's all poof right after you pass away and gone to the wrong places doing the wrong things or even fights that can happen amongst family members because stuff wasn't addressed before you pass away now it's left to the heirs to fight over the scraps or the personal items or the money or the everything and don't don't leave that behind. Uh, do do something about it. It's just just some planning up front, and you if you can think it, you can put it in a will. Because I get asked that all the time. Can I leave more to this person, and can I put that person's money as in a different account where they don't have access to it, and can I leave some for grandchildren here and not a, that person there? I'm like you can if you can think it, you can do it. You just got to put it down on paper, your attorney there. And get assigned, and now, yes, all those things can happen after you pass away. Well, I know that you've had some unusual circumstances when it comes to estate planning. You had one family who had a cactus plant, and they were trying to figure a way to divvy that up amongst the uh, heirs there. I mean, you had a big knife, and you were going to cut it into threes, but they did not for you to do that. But you did come to a solution for that, and, you know, the point of it is is that that cactus plant was not addressed in that will. And as you said, you can put pretty much anything into a will. If you've got a will already, it's a good idea to revisit that will on a regular basis. Now, if you just have a will and not a trust, Brian, in the state of Washington, does the will mean that your estate has to be probated? Yeah, a will would would mean you have to go through probate. A living trust has to go through probate, too, if you don't have all of your assets titled to living trust, pretty much. So, um, most living trusts are probably going through probate because people forget that step from what I've seen. But there's a lot of things, you know, even with the cactus plant, uh, that could have been eliminated if she didn't say, yeah, decisions after I pass away, my three kids can share in them equally. Ooh, well, what about when they don't agree and they want to go to court over a cactus plant? Well, that's what you set it up for. So you got to, you know, 
consolidate that. And maybe you don't want to consolidate it to one kid. You want it to somebody outside of those three beneficiaries. And maybe you don't want it to be a friend or family member and you want a, a corporate decision maker in conjunction with your financial advisor like ourselves. So there, there's a, you know, a decision tree there to go through. Another person might say, well, I want to leave assets to my kids, but I know they're going to blow it. So how do I do this? How do I set them up for success without giving them all their money? Oh, uh, and, and I'm worried about tax rates going up. Oh, gosh, I can put together a great plan to gift into a fixed index universal life policy within an irrevocable life insurance trust and do use annual gifting or not. And there's crummy trust letters. There's all this stuff you do. Sounds complicated, but I, you know we know how to do that. Bottom line is you could be feeding money into a trust that they can't access and it will provide them with income tax-free cash flow in their retirement years. What a great gift that is. A gift that keeps giving tax-free after you're gone to your kids so they have uh, support they need instead of a really fancy car and, and, a, and a, you know, an ex-spouse with lots of, lots of the money that you wanted for your kid, whatever. Uh, what a great solution that can be. So the solutions, there's so many great solutions out there that people don't know to address, and probably their CPA hasn't given them this advice because CPAs aren't typically licensed financial advisors and aren't able to. Probably their advisor hasn't given them that advice because they're not estate planners or CPAs. Probably their estate planning attorney hasn't given them that advice because they're not product-oriented people that understand how the FIULs work and and so forth. So you, you got to get everybody on the same page. And of course, that's what Madrona tries to bring uh, to the fold since we have the CPA firm, Bauer Evans. We're, you know, financial advisors, health of fiduciary standard. We're insurance licensed. We can talk real estate, uh, business succession, estate, trust. I'm a shareholder in a trust company, a corporate trustee. So all of these things can be handled under one roof. Brian, if someone listening to the program today does not have an estate plan, they don't have a will or a trust, should they do one of those? Should they do both of them? If they do one, which should they do versus the other? Would a trust be a better thing to have and just forget the will completely? Uh, that's going to be case by case, and I will defer to the attorney on that. So what I would suggest is that you hire an estate attorney that can talk to you about whether you need a will or a living trust in your situation. In some states, virtually all the time, they'd say you need a trust, like California. But in the state of Washington, it can, you know, I've heard it can go either way as to which one's the best for them. So that's giving legal advice, which I can't do, and specific advice, which I wouldn't do on the show, because I don't know your situation. But in conjunction with your estate planning attorney and uh, Madrona Financial and yourself, the best solution could be come up with uh, all working together. So if someone doesn't know a good estate planning attorney, you're doing a lot of plans here. And when it comes to estate planning, do you have colleagues or people that you regularly work with who are attorneys who can help people in this area? Oh, yeah. I basically have three on speed dial. So we'll give you all okay. three to, uh, you know, this comes up all the time. We'll give you multiple names and, you know, you can talk to them and figure out which one's right for you. So, Brian, does having a trust give someone more options than just a simple will? And I know we can't give legal advice here, but generally, does a trust allow you to do more things than a will? Uh, Generally, not necessarily, but there's two kinds of trusts. The one I'm talking about is a revocable living trust, which equates to a will, and, and you can change it. Now, the typical trust is irrevocable. So it's something where you put at, take an assets out of your control and out of your accounts and put them into 
a trust that is managed by somebody and those assets are no longer yours and that's to protect future generations from themselves essentially or protect the assets protect the assets from your creditors there's a lot of reasons why you might use a irrevocable trust so there are different kinds of trusts they also often get uh, confused with one another but the one I'm talking about is primarily do you want to go through probate or not the revocable living trust can allow you to avoid probate where assets can go directly to their intended target upon your passing if they're titled in the name of the living trust. Brian, I understand that here at Madrona Financial, you have this great life and legacy planner. I have seen this before. Absolutely fantastic little guide here. How can people get a hold of one of those or do you still have it available? Yeah, I still I had a whole bunch of those printed up way back when, and they kind of a guideline to list out things that maybe you hadn't thought about, and there's probably certain pages in there everybody should review and fill out. Uh, what happens to my personal effects? What do I want done if I pass away? Don't, don't let your uh, executor have to figure out whether you should be buried or cremated after losing you uh, in that first couple of days. they got to figure out all this stuff, what to do, where where is your safe deposit box, what what are your passwords? Where's your money? I, you know, don't, don't, don't leave that to them. Do this. I mean, that's not fair to anybody that you wouldn't at least have some of these documents filled out. So my recommendation is, yeah, you, you get that from us in conjunction with a financial plan. Your life and your legacy will be much better for having done it. So that legacy planner comes with a financial plan. I have one of these, and it is a great, great guide. It not only has places for me to put that information, but it also has paragraphs and spaces for me to just sort of give some personal opinions and just some thoughts on my life and so forth, too. Life and Legacy Planner, part of the financial plan that you can get here at Padrona Financial. No cost, no obligation. If you'd like to get your financial plan, maybe you don't have one, see what you could do to get to and through retirement, have a happy retirement. Maybe you've got a plan from someone else. Always a good idea to get a second or a third opinion on that. Call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. Well, once again, Brian, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled. Travel plans have been canceled. Sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar. Keep calm and retire on. Available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. In today's fast-paced world, we're used to having information at our fingertips. And when you're trying to research something, more information is always better, especially when it comes to retirement planning. That's why Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, has made his 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement available for free. You can get your free copy by visiting madronafinancial.com. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement covers the basics of retirement planning. Brian shares his thoughts on investing, 
taxes, estate planning, lifestyle, and more. As a CPA and investment advisor, Brian has the knowledge to help make your retirement planning process manageable. Brian has also been a featured speaker on CNBC and Fox Business. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement will give you a thorough analysis from an expert. Madrona Financial offers beneficial information to properly prepare for retirement. Get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents.